What's going on, everybody? This week's show is a special edition 2018 World Cup team and beer pairing preview show. That's a mouthful. Uh, BTBT is going to, <laughs> to talk World Cup action, discuss our picks to win, and drink beer brewed in those countries. We're also going to spend a little time breaking the beers down and giving you some history behind the breweries. Now, real quick, before the crew introduces itself, the 2018 FIFA World Cup kicks off in Russia on June 14th. 32 teams from around the world will compete in a month-long tournament that concludes on July 15th. The World Cup is considered the biggest sporting competition in the world, and it's held every four years at a different host nation selected by the FIFA Executive Committee. For 2018, Russia is the host nation. Here are some key dates. As I mentioned, the entire tournament runs from June 14th to July 15th. The knockout stage round of 16 starts Saturday, June 30th. The knockout stage quarterfinal starts Friday, July 6th. The World Cup semifinals kick off Tuesday, July 10th. The third place match is Saturday, July 14th. Little Peter's birthday, what, what. 2018 World Cup final is Sunday, July 15th. Real quick, here's some Tournament 101 for those who might not know. The FIFA World Cup is played in two stages, the group stage and the knockout stage. In the group stage, each of the four teams in a group play one match against each other. Three points for a win, one for a tie, nothing for a loss. After all three matches are played, the two teams with the highest point total in each group advances to the knockout stage. The knockout stage is a single elimination tournament with the remaining 16 teams. Eight teams are seated on each side of the bracket. Winners advance until only two remain, similar to the NCAA Final Four bracket tournaments. Now that we've squared away some of the basics, let's go around the table and have everyone introduce themselves uh, and let us know what team you're repping. All right, so that was a lot more than a mouthful, but hey. That's what she said. hey All right, so I'll be uh, representing my homeland, which is Mexico. 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 Um, eh, puto. <laughs> um, I'll I'll be representing uh, Belgium uh, since none of my home teams, uh, USA or Italy, made it this year. Sad face. Yeah. Since I'm a mix of pretty much all of Europe, I could take my pick. Um, I was going to do Serbia, but their craft beer doesn't really make it outside the country for the little there is. So I want something a little easier to find with Polish. Nice, nice, very nice. And I, uh, no surprise, I'm going with Germany. And we're kicking off with one of two German beers that we just already have poured out. The Bayerische Staatsbrauerei Weihestefan, or the Bavarian State Brewery Weihestefan, is a German brewery located on the site of the former Weihestefan Abbey in Freising, Bavaria. The uh, Weihestefan Monastery is uh, located high above the city of Freising on the Weihestefan Fill and overlooks a breathtaking view of the old town of Freising. You can see the Upper Bavarian Plateau and the distant Alps. What we have here is a Hefe Weissbier, 5.4% in alcohol, uh, 14 IBUs. It's uh, a wheat beer for us Americans, and wheat beer is a beer usually top-fermented, which is brewed with a large proportion of wheat relative to the amount of malted barley. The two main varieties are Weissbier and Wittbier. Some of the minor types include Lambic, Berliner, Weisse, and Goza. Uh, it's a beer traditionally from Bavaria, and with that said, it's uh, obviously brewed under the uh, German purity laws, and we can get into that in a second, but let's all kind of... Give this its due and give this a taste and see what we think. Shit, Prost. Prost. I like this. Yeah, yeah. crisp. Uh, yeah, definitely crisp. Very easy drinking. Very. Yeah, I find it to be one of the f the, f the finest representations of the style. Yeah. It's a golden yellow, uh, wheat beer. Uh, nice lacing of uh, white foam. D definitely get some cloves and yeah. banana in there. Uh, full bodied, smooth yeast taste. It's very sessionable. It actually goes. 
you know, it's an all-season drinker. You could drink this at any time of the year, in my opinion. Definitely. It pairs very well with fish, um, other seafood, spicy cheese, mm. especially with traditional Bavarian veal sausage. Um, what about string cheese? I just had some, so it go, it going? It, it, it's going all right. All it's right. pairing decently. <laughs> nice. It's pairing decently. And, and as I mentioned, it's brewed according to the century-old German purity laws, also known as the Reinheitsgebot, introduced in 1516 by Duke Wilhelm IV of Bavaria. The decree allows for only hops, barley, water, and later on yeast in every stein. So, gentlemen, are we, are we digging this beer? Definitely. I'm loving yeah. it. So far, so good. I think a lot of the beers we're going to be having for us are going to be sessionable compared to what we normally drink. Yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be distinctly un-American today. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, definitely because we're a bunch of raging alcoholics. Apparently, <laughs> we 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 definitely we but definitely we're are. We're dragging the world down with us because let me tell you, when I was in Europe, they're catching up. Yeah, there oh, we yeah. go. The the craft beer Good. scene in several countries was starting to finally pop off. So, so we, we won't awesome. be the only fat bastards everywhere. No, no, no. They're, 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 it's taken off, like Perry said. I mean, there's. In, it's interesting because in Germany, it's all about those sessionable beers for the most for the most part, and you're just kind of like drinking with every meal, right? And it's beer that you can just drink and pairs well with food, and you can drink it all day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. Now, do we um, want to move on to the second beer? You've got one more, right? Yeah, oh. uh, yeah. If you got another, I one. have I have one more, Pete. If you want to grab that, I can set that up with a, with an intro. So, next up. We have a Kolsch beer, and uh, Kolsch is a beer brewed in Cologne, Germany. It's uh, typically a clear, top-fermented beer with a bright straw yellow hue, similar to other beers brewed from mainly Pilsner malt. Kolsch is a warm, fermented at around 13 to 21 degrees Celsius, or 55 to 7 degrees Fahrenheit, and then conditioned by lagering at cold temperatures. A little bit of the history of the style. Cologne in the west is uh, in the western German state of North Rhine-Westphalia was founded as a Roman fort and trade center in 38 BC. The name translates to colony, and it's perfectly situated as a commercial hub. It uh, hugs the heavily trafficked Rhine River, and it's uh, an equal distance between Munich and London. When the Roman Empire fell in the fifth century, Cologne had 500 years of mercantile might under its belt, uh, a resume that served it well into the Middle. Ages, Köln became something of a de facto capital of the Rhineland and developed a thriving brewing industry. There are some 500 monastic breweries in Central Europe with several operating around Köln. Uh, hops had not yet been used as a major ingredient in beer. Brews contained mixtures of herbs called Groot. And then the monks took brewing out of the Dark Ages around the 11th, uh, between the 11th and 14th centuries as hops began trickling into brew houses and grain crops became more consistent. And essentially, you know, uh, that's where this style originated. The particular uh, beer that we are drinking is uh, brewed by a private brewery, Heinrich Reisdorf, founded in 1894 by Heinrich Reisdorf in Cologne. It produces, again, top fermented beer called Reisdorf Kolsch, which is a rather mellow, light aroma relative to others. There's, uh, again, here, there's notes of vanilla. You get a little bit of marshmallow uh, as well. Uh, fresh, hoppy, herbal edge of pine, a little bit of hay. Body is medium, a little bit more robust than what you might accept, uh, expect, and the flavor is slightly sweeter. I think it finishes very soft and creamy, a uh, little bit of bitterness there, uh, has a good mouthfeel. I think it's got a nice crispness to it, a mm -hmm. little bit of a silky. Very crisp, definitely. Very, like a silky taste to it. It's 4.8%. It's a beer that, again, you could drink this all day. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It seems to be a uh, fad with the German beers, drinking it all day. And I mean, in Kolsch, they take it next level. You go to the breweries in Köln, and they give you, like, relatively small glasses, and they put it on a coaster. And if you don't 
put the coaster on top of the glass. As soon as it's near empty, they just whip it off and give you a brand new one. Oh, my God. So you have to stop them or they make you keep drinking beer. Uh, <laughs> that's not a problem, sounds like. Oh, it's a fun time. But you got to be paying attention when you start getting in the bag. Definitely. Oh, we can get late quick, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the size of their stallions. They're huge. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. So those are my entries that I brought for for Germany. And uh, before we move on, I can just give you a little bit of uh, my pick, a little, little bit of background on, on Germany. You know, Germany known as the National Elf, DFB Elf, the Mannschaft. They're one of the most successful national teams in international competitions. They won a total of four World Cups in 54, 74, 90, 2014. They won three European championships in 72, 80, and 96, and one Confederations Cup in 2017. The big question in this World Cup is can they repeat? No country has ever repeated other than Brazil, which followed up their victory in 58 uh, by lifting the trophy again in 62. This year, Brazil is also heavily favored. You know, France, Spain, Argentina, they're all they're all there. A little interesting side note, some political issues going on with, with Germany now. Obviously, we don't like to get too political, but there is, there is a lot of uh, influx of immigrants and it's causing some some issues there and there's been debate over issues of integration and uh there's questions over german identity and interestingly enough ilke gundogan and um i think i'm saying his name right i'm probably butchering it and mesut ozil they're german-born players of turkish origin and they cur- they caused a stir back in may by posing for a photo with the turkish president erdogan uh, and they gave him a signed kit. They addressed him as Mr. President and, uh, you know, politicians from the far right alternative for Germany, AFD, quickly pounced asking why, you know, why if they're playing for Germany, why do they feel Turkish? So that co- that caused a little bit of an uproar so much, in fact, that in one of their last friendly games against Saudi Arabia, Gundogan was was booed and when he warmed up. He was booed when they subbed him in. He booed every time he touched the ball. And, you know, the German uh, football manager, Joachim Lowe, he called the incident painful. With that said, I think the politics will be overplayed and overhyped by the media. The German squad is is a team of uh, supremely talented and dedicated professionals in there. They're there to do a job. They're there to do a win. Yeah. You know, a couple of the players missing from 2014 just got old, aged out. Philip Lahm, Miroslav Klose, Bastian Schweinsteiger. Um, you know, these were all great, great players. Absolutely. For I'm them. sure they could still do it if they, if they were... You know, pick, but yeah, you got it. Yeah, you got all the new young blood in there. Well, now Klosa is an assistant coach with the scu- with the squad, and Schweinsteiger wasn't eligible because he plays for the MLS. Boo. Uh, <laughs> Mario Goza, he's hurt. He's not there. Most surprisingly, uh, Sane, Leroy Sane, is not there. Very surprising that one. The guy, I mean, he was rated Young Player of the Year in the EPL, and um, played for Man City, who are the EPL champs, and he wasn't picked. Lowe said that uh, you know. He doesn't think he gets it done on the national level. I mean, I don't know about that, but he gets paid big bucks to make those big decisions. But that was certainly a surprising one. Really quick guys to look out for, I think, this year, uh, in this cup anyway, Joshua Kimmich, Leon Goretzka, Timo Werner. These are all young kids, world-class players. Werner, they call him Turbo Timo. He's he's a lightning-fast striker. He scored 23 goals for RB Leipzig in the Bundesliga. Favorite word to say in the world. Absolutely. Bundesliga. And, you know, Germany were fantastic in qualifications, 10 games, 10 wins. Past two friendlies haven't looked all that great against Saudi Arabia and I think Austria. But uh, nevertheless, this is one of the deepest teams in the World Cup. And they are my pick to uh, win not only their group, but also their tournament. And uh, the schedule for Germany's group stage matches June 17th, 5 o'clock, Germany-Mexico. Yes. Uh, Can't wait. June 23rd at 8 is Germany-Sweden. And June 27th at 4 is Germany versus South Korea. 
And uh, that first opening game of the group leads us perfectly to our next uh, segment here. Pete, you want to take this away? All right. So, um, as you know, I'm not as big into soccer as you, probably the rest of you guys here at this table. Uh, but uh, I am freaking rooting for Mexico to beat the hell out of you guys. I'm sure we're going to lose 6 nothing or something like that. It's fine. Mexico's um, got a good team. But there's one thing my people know how to do and do it well. They can drink. Oh, yeah. Hey. Okay. Um, so... Obviously, I mean, it was not that easy, but not that hard to find something else. I mean, you know, Corona's everywhere. You have uh, Modelo, uh, Negro and Especial. And um, I went with a beer that I heard a lot about when I was younger. So I was a cook for a really long time in restaurants, which means I worked with a lot of Mexican people. Um, and all they ever bragged about was how great the beer was in Mexico and how shitty the beer is here. Huh. They pretty much compared Corona as their Budweiser. They said nobody back home really drinks it because it's, you know, it's cheap and it's whatever. So they always raved about a beer called Victoria, but it was never available. So obviously now it is. I was able to find it um, at the store that I was talking about in Ridgewood. Uh, they got great selection, told you mostly Polish. Um, so next time you let me know, we'll go that way. Yeah. Um, so that being said, um, one thing I found, I found a few things actually on Mexican beers, but something I found in LA Weekly uh, was top five Mexican beers what to drink before tequila. Uh, just so you know, out of the top five, they came in number five, but they're also from L.A., so what do they know? Uh, but a funny thing was uh, that I read was um, the first line was, let's face it, Mexico isn't exactly a major player in the current craft beer revolution, but that doesn't mean that it's a long tradition of easy drinking European-style lagers. is something to be overlooked, which is true. So on that note, can you pour that yes, out for me very quickly, please? Thank you very much. So a little something about Victoria. Victoria is actually a 4% beer. It's a Vienna lager, first brewed in Toluca, Mexico in 1865. So this beer has been around for a while. Wow. Uh, it was brewed by Compania Toluca in Mexico. You like how I break out the, I the love Mexican it, way? I love it, You yeah. like it, man? All right. So um, that company was actually bought out by Grupo Modelo, which obviously brews Modelo. Right. Also Corona. Pretty much most of the Mexican beers. Did I steal it? Here yes, go. you did. Sorry. It's my, my Mexican side That's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> or my Puerto Rican side. Pick one. All right. So Victoria is the perfect step up from all similar tasting light Mexican lagers made by Grupo Modelo, which is Mexico's largest brewery, in case you didn't know. Uh, think Tecate, ugh, yeah. Corona, uh, Modelo Especial, and Pacifico, which is another one I was looking at, but I didn't go with that. But like those uh, in their Cerveza Clara style, Victoria remains crisp and refreshing but true to its more amber color. So pretty much, you know, it's 4%, like we were saying earlier, like a lot of these beers are, are very light and sessionable. This, I mean, we could drink this all day and night, um, but I would probably choose not to. But <laughs> on that note, everybody... Raise a toast. And also, Bethany, you, Bethany made it. Uh, she's, she's here as well. So cheers to you. Cheers to all you guys. Let's, let's try this uh, Victoria. Nice. Arriba Mexico. Not bad. Definitely not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Chronic. Smooth, light drinking. Yeah. It's definitely better than Corona. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Hands very, down. Very light tasting for its color, too. They stepped up. They made a, a newer Corona. I'm not sure if you've seen it. Not the Remember the Familiar? Yeah. There was, they came out with another one. It's supposed to be like their, like mini jug like their, their, their Heineken light. <laughs> oh, I heard about that. And yeah. it's actually extremely good. Is it really? Yeah. I have not yeah, had yeah, yeah, yeah. I drank it on the train Monday. It was very nice. 
mm-hmm. best place to enjoy a Corona. But yeah, you know, all I ever heard, you know, from people from Mexico were that, you know, this was, you know, what they go to every day. There's all they drink when they're standing on the corner in between jobs. That's all they drink. Yeah. So uh, thank you for, for contributing that. And how do you think they're going to do in this World Cup? After they play you, that's it. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also got to play Sweden and South Korea. So, I mean, I think they have a shot. They usually, you know, hold their own from what I remember. Like I said, you know, I'm not the biggest soccer fan, but they, they do hold their own for the most part. Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, Germany will be obviously coming out of that group. Who else do you think will come out of that group? I really think Mexico can come out of that group. Yeah? I think Mexico is going to come out of How that come? group. Well, I just think they're, the, they're obviously the second strongest in that group other than Germany. Um, and then other than that, there's a lot on the line. Like there's a lot of the United States supporters that are now going towards Mexico since, you know, we're not supported there. Right. Uh, in the World Cup. So, you know, we, we got a root for them. We got a, we got, all right. It's, yeah. I got some Mexican fans behind me, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Let's go Chicharito. I don't don't share that philosophy. Listen, but, um, at least we're not playing each other. At least root for them. Yeah. No, I think, I think Mexico will do it. I think Mexico is, is they're, they're strong enough to get, make it to the round of 16. I think they uh, they beat South Korea. Although I think I think South Korea is going to be a little bit better than than people expect. But South Korea ain't going to make it. Sweden knows Latan. I mean, mm, you know, I, that's I, I don't. Problem. That that's a problem. They should have brought him back. But uh, that's another. what happened with that. He uh, he decided to retire. He he's one of the the even at his age now he's still one of the best players. Is that my uh, boy in the world? Zlatan Ibra- Ibrahimovic. Ibrahimovic. There you Doing go. Awesome things in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a yeah, I mean, Mexico's best World Cup results, they made it to the quarterfinals in 70 and 86. You know, they've got a nice attacking squad. Like you mentioned, Chicharito, Javier Hernandez playing for West Ham. Um, and I guess Real Sociedad's Hector Moreno is probably the other big player. I mean, there's a young changing of the guard, I, th- I guess, right. for Mexico. But yeah, I- I'm, I'm with you guys. I think uh, they are certainly going to uh, be making it to the next round. Definitely. So... Uh, yeah, so that, that's all I brought with me. I was going to try to rep another country as well, but I didn't make it home. I was going to try to get some Danish beer up in here, but... We did that the other day. Yeah. There you this go. is that's true. That's cool. We could... <laughs> all right. We got the Belgium in, Mike. in, the, in the fridge. Let's Mr. Busa, you are up. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, so uh, I chose Belgium. Definitely not my first choice. Definitely not the choice I'm picking for the World Cup, but I do enjoy their beers a lot. So I, I think... I went with Belgium because they're beers, uh, but I am definitely rooting for my. I think my number one team this year is Egypt. I really think because uh, I'm a huge Liverpool fan. Most Mohamed Salah has been tearing it up on the courts, so uh, on the field. I'm sorry, and I really think that he's going to bring the Egyptian. I think he's really going to bring Egypt the the World Cup this year, but that's just my hopefulness. So we'll see. Well, that would be that would be something. That, that would be that shocking. would definitely be a story. That would be a shocking, a shocking result. But uh, in this case, Belgium, very good team as well. I didn't realize it until actually Egypt first Belgium, where they lost three zero in a friendly uh, like later last week, um, and I realized that wow, Belgium has a really stacked squad. They have super stacked. Yeah, they have Kevin De Bruyne. If Mo Salah wasn't playing so good, he definitely would have been the EPL uh, Player of the Year. Uh, you got Hazard, who you know is is great on Chelsea, great player. I think when Hazard's on and he's at a, at 
you know, he's really going at it. He's at the peak of his game. I think he's one of the best players in the world. Definitely. And I'm I'm not 100% sure on his age, but, like, you know, he's definitely not. He's getting older, so you got you got to play as hard as you can in these. Uh... He's, like, uh, I think mid to, mid to later 20s. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, think he, I guess a lot of these players look way older. But uh, very true. But, yeah, I'm hoping he has a breakout this uh, this season. And then um, you have Courtois between goals. Yes. So. Courtois! It's definitely going to be sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, they definitely have a stack squad. Um, and Hazard's e- brother's on the squad, too. Yes, he is. And then you also even have uh, Bats Bastachuai from who was Michi on Chelsea. Bastuai. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was he was from Chelsea, went to Borussia Dortmund, and is killing it there. The and, new Batman. And they got what's-his-face that was on Chelsea oh, before and, and went Lu- to Man U. Lukaku. Lukaku. Yeah. yeah. How could I forget Lukaku? Seriously. See, uh, he, did sustain a, he did sustain an injury. <laughs> Show some respect to Romelu. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he did sustain an injury last week. Hopefully he makes it in because he really needs to have a breakout season after the kind of dumpiness he had at uh, Man United this year. You know, yeah. He was definitely slated to have more goals than he definitely put up. I think that also comes down to uh, uh, a separate conversation, but I think that comes down to Mourinho's style too. Mourinho style is definitely, you know, win the game by a single goal, right. kind of slow, methodical approach. Right. But, um, but then why why ruin these players? Like, right, these players are, you know, they, they got to think about it before going on to something like that, like signing a deal like that. Especially even with uh, Francis uh, Pogba, like I think he kind of his he's totally misused him. Yeah, absolutely, completely, absolutely. So but hopefully I we think, see a change. I think Belgium's a dark horse team. Definitely a dark I, horse team. I think team. they're on the outside, but I think they're one of the teams that might, uh, you know, wouldn't surprise, surprise me exactly. Yeah. I. I and I know maybe some people listening to this may disagree because of this, but uh, Argentina, I don't Ooh, think. Give me the names. I don't think Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think Argentina is going to make it very far. I don't think they're going to even make it out of their round because uh, wow. they, they've. Lo- I know that's that's a bold wow. statement who to is, make. Who is the, that? Is very bold. I who know. is the guy that's like tearing it up in Italy? I forgot his name. He was tearing it up in Italy, but then he ended up uh, banging his teammate's wife and then marrying her. And then he said that Ronaldo <laughs> was better than Messi. And then oh, basically, damn. I heard Messi was like, "All right, you're out of here." I don't know who this was, but that sounds like a crazy he, story. He plays. I want to say he plays for Inter. He he was like he, he had a, a massive amount of goals, and he's a young guy too. And he was tearing it up, and he's he, not on the team. Immobile. Maybe I don't know. I mean, that's that was that. I mean, he was from Napoli this year, but uh, I don't know. But, but, I've never heard but that anyway, story, but that sounds crazy. But let's talk about let's these talk beers. Let's talk about these beers. Absolutely. Yes. So we'll definitely start off with uh, a Saint Bernard, Saint Bernardus uh, wit. Yes. It's a classic Belgian wit beer. I have never had a Saint Bernardus in a can. I only had them in bottles. Yeah, I've definitely never seen a can before. Either. Never seen this. This is a first for me. <laughs> so. Uh, that's yes. it. They got the can raising. This is a small 11.2 ounce one, but uh, it'll still do the job. Uh, it was brewed and bottled in uh, Saint Bernard's, uh, Saint Bernard's uh, in Watteau, Belgium. Watteau, Belgium. I think that's I right. Sound that right? Sure. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Sounds good to me. It's a Belgian wit ale, and uh, yeah, let's crack it open. Try it out. All let's right. Do let's do it. Let's do it. Can't go wrong with a well-made Belgian. All this soccer talk made me want to drink. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Belgium was one of the first European nations to actually book its place in Russia. I think they only dropped like two points in qualification. You know, like we mentioned, Hazard, Mertens, um, you know, Roberto Martinez is a pretty solid manager. So uh, I think they can make some noise. Right. And, and their only real competition in the group is England. Um, so I think Belgium and England will both get out. Uh, they also are playing Panama and Tun- Tunisia. Panama and Tunisia, Tunisia are not going anywhere. 
Um, (laughs) But I I like England. We don't have any English beers here, but I'm always, because I'm a big EPL fan, so I'm rooting for England to, you know, at least get as far as they can. Um, Yeah, same here. Uh, You got a nice young squad with England. You got... um, a very nice young squad with England. So yeah, I mean, you got Harry Kane. Harry Kane. You got Rashford. We just took the captain away from Jordan Henderson, which kind of stinks, but that's okay. Um, uh, I think it was the right move. I think it was. But anyway, Cheers. back to Belgium. Yes. Cheers. Yes, let's try these. Let's try. Uh, let's try this. Here's to uh, Hazard. Yeah. This is a lot Hazard of flavor in this. Lukaku. And the, yeah. Belgian beers usually are exploding with flavor. Yeah. Wow. This is definitely this is, a yeah. change up from Germany and Mexico. Oh yeah. Wow. Wow. This is really. Well I forgot done. how much I like Belgian beers. After that show we did at uh, at the Monk, yeah, that kind of changed my perspective on oh, them no, completely. I, I when I that's what German and Belgian beers are what got me into craft beer so years smooth. and years ago. Yeah, so smooth. wonderful. Literally but still, down. with so much going on and around the tongue. Absolutely. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is. Um, I think this is like an, this is a landmark show. This might be the only show ever where we don't drink an IPA. I well, right. I mean, while we're on the air. Wow. Yeah, 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 of course. I mean, all bets no, are off. The second we turn this off, yeah, you Bel- know what's it's, happening. It's definitely this Belgian hops, like the hops from Belgium. It's definitely... I mean, oh, that was really nice. actually more yeast-focused, which is the fun part. Mm-hmm. That's where you get a lot of the like little spiciness, the little bit of extra like flavors. You know? Right, like I'm definitely tasting some cinnamon there. You mentioning coming from the roots. It used to be herbs, and then their yeast really got focused and forward. So even without the hops, you could do a lot before they got the hops in order. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the, I mean, the Belgian style is just, it's an art form all into itself, uh, what they do with beers, to be honest with you. Definitely. And you have one more Belgian beer here as well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to uh, talk about that for, for a hot minute here? Yeah, this is called uh, Hof Ten Dormel. All it's right. A, it's a blonde farmhouse ale. Um, it was, it's, uh, let's see, brewed in... No. Belgium? Yeah, brewed in Belgium. That's it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, t- you can see we've had one too many already. Tildonk Belgium. Tildonk Belgium. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't. I was 100% not prepared. But, uh, yeah. So, there you go. But uh, let's crack this one open. Let's I do it. And that's the, the very cloudy one from earlier, right? Yes. Would you describe it as before on the way up? Like, in the bottle, it looks like a magic potion. For yes. Sure. <laughs> just the way. Because sh- it has a lot of, I guess, sugar in it. So, we'll see. Wow. It's brewed with sugar. Yeah. Very not so clear. Yeah, I think we're moving in that direction. Darker. Mm -hmm. Hazier. Yeah, not the same kind of hazy, but definitely hazy. Yeah. Pass pass some of that on down. Coming through. Coming through. Yeah, I think there's only like five or six ingredients in it. Oh, no. Overflow. Oh, boy. Here, you can take that one. (laughs) Spillage. So, uh, (laughs) have to clean that up. Nice. Just spilled beer everywhere. Um, <laughs> just on the carpet. Get the mop, mop and bucket. Things on your carpet. Trust me. Get your minds out of the gutter. Come on. Right. You there you go. And uh, yeah, let's let's. Is everyone poured up? Yes. Cool. That's wow. Definitely, yeah, definitely a lot of, on the nose for sure. Definitely different. What do you guys think? Definitely, it's definitely a farmhouse ale. You can. Oh yeah. That. Oh my gosh. Reminds me of something from Transmitter. It's got a nice amount of funk to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely a lot, a lot of funk. Get like the almost like, almost like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but like a, like a wet hay. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. There you go. Goes with the farmhouse style. 
Yeah, this one's funky. I've never had this one before, so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I've, I've definitely. I feel like I've had this brand before, though. I don't know why. Well, I'm sure in in our travels we've we've yeah. come across a farmhouse Absolutely. here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all right, all right, very, very Definitely good. Sick. I think we're gonna Go move on to uh, Perry. All right, uh, Perry, just pull that mic up nice and close to you. And uh, Perry, want to tell us a little bit about the country you're uh, uh, repping and the beers that you brought today? Well, I probably know less about soccer football than uh, the other Pete. So, huh, I'm just really, gonna... is that possible? Yeah, ironically, I spent two years in Europe and watched the Euro Cup constantly for a couple months, and still just went. Eh, it's really slow hockey. <laughs> um, but it was yeah, good times. Right. I'm not, I'm not going to say true. I didn't enjoy it, but yeah, it just didn't hold my attention that way. Um, so, I can't really offer much as far as. Luckily, billions of people don't agree. But continue. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is that teach their own? Sure. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. there's millions. So, um, as far as the beer, at least I can offer. Uh, so we're going to be drinking Tisky Groni, um, which unfortunately is now part of ABM Bev, along with most other beer in the world. Um, it's been around for 400 plus years now. Uh, it's from the Tichy region in Upper Silesia. Um, basically, uh, the brewery. Tichy was originally a princely brewery, similar to a lot of the German breweries back in the day, you know, because you had to have connections to be allowed to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, yeah, they merged with Lech Brauerei uh, back in 99, and they only make two or three beers. They used to only make four or five anyways, so they kind of keep it keep it clean, do what they do. Um, this is one of their lighter beers, easy drinking, you know, it's a drinking beer, you're I mean, this is, I'm pretty sure, a 500 mils, so you're meant to drink a lot of it. Yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's top fermenting, kind of Bavarian style. You know, a lot like what you'd expect from Germany in that way, because that's all they really did back in the day. Um, but I can say when I was in Poland, there was a lot of little craft breweries popping up. There really? There was, like, crazy triple hopped IPAs. Like, not many. But, right, right, right. But where they were, they were all in. Oh, so they're, they're starting. Fun. So. How were they? Were they good? Yeah, I actually enjoy. I remember going to one beer bar and, you know, they're, they had only Polish beer. I want to say their menu had 30-odd beers and at least half for IPAs. And wow. the rest were the normal mix you'd expect otherwise, just because they have to dabble. Got any right. crazy uh, Poland stories you could share? A crazy Poland story? Not really, honestly. I I mean, I had a fun Ooh. time there. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think USA. it wasn't crazy, USA. but the, one of the most interesting things was I met some people through couch surfing, and we went out to like a local college, uh, I don't even know, like variety show, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, which is just kind of random, and you know. It's like 16 to drink there, so everybody's just... Oh, my God. Whatever. Uh. Everybody's already <laughs> drinking, right? Because it doesn't matter at that point. You're in college. Um, but I do remember somehow we met people and met other people and ended up like watching some classic American movie from that era, uh, like in the hallway of a dorm at one of the universities nice. till like four in the morning, because that's what you do on a weekend in Poland. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Why not? And uh, to talk soccer... Um, Go for it. Uh, definitely, I guess one of your main big stars is op- absolutely uh, Lewandowski from uh, oh, Bayern yeah. Munich. Oh. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So he's definitely got a, got a lot to prove. But at the same time, you know, Kenny, he, it's like Messi and Ronaldo. Like 
can he himself carry this whole team to out of out of his group stage? We'll see. Right, there's nobody else really on the team not, that can not, even come close. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some. There's definitely a lot of Napoli players that are that are there. Napoli did really well in the Italian league this year, so I'm I'm kind of just grouping everyone together. Mm-hmm. I I didn't really follow, but um. But besides that, no, not a lot of backup for him. Not what I he's mean, used to um, at Bayern. Definitely. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think I think they're the weakest of the top seeds. But I, I think uh, you know Lewandowski. Obviously, he's the star. Um, Zielinski, he's he's not bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think again, I think Poland's one of the weakest of the top seeds. Um, they did have uh, historically their best finishes was third place in '74 and '82. They. Um, they they qualified fairly easily, and you know it's right. decently tough group. Denmark was in it, uh, Montenegro, Romania, but um, yeah, I mean I think they're getting out of the group stage, but I, I don't think they're going much further than that. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. I'd I'd even be surprised if they got it out of the group stage. So I mean, who are they in it with? They're in they're with Colombia, right? Uh, Senegal. And they're with, and I think Japan. So that that's actually yeah, that is, a really yeah. that's a tough group. It is a tough it is a tough group, but uh, they should get out of it with you know with like if, if we're comparing him to Ronaldo and Messi, where they're carrying a team for the most part. Um, so we'll see. How is Japan as a soccer team? They've gotten better over the years. Um, over the years. Any real kits, competition their kits, there? Their kits are really cool. They're yeah they're. It's going to be tough because because Poland I think is better for, better than them. Colombia is probably a little better than them. Colombia definitely. Uh, and you know what? Senegal, they are kind of a wild card because you don't know what what version of Senegal you'll you'll get. Senegal has there's a lot of good African teams. There's a lot of good African players. Absolutely. They um they went unbeaten in, in qualifications, oh, but and there Senegal was, has uh, Sadio Mane. There you go, and he's he's a great player. He is a great player. Um, Senegal actually lost against South Africa, but that was overturned after the match's referee was barred for life for match manipulation. So then Jesus Senegal Christ. won the replay and eventually reached eventually reached Russia comfortably. So there's a little bit of um, controversy there, but <laughs> that's um, crazy. I literally did not know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they're, they're probably the best African team in the tournament. I mean, they got Koulibaly, oh. like you said, Sadio Mane. They got uh, Kita Balde. They yeah. got Kuyate, uh, Idrissa Gouye. I think I'm saying his name right, but um, yeah, I mean, they got yeah. a lot of good players. Yeah, Sengal has a chance too. Yeah, yeah. But so what do you guys about- think about the beer? Sorry oh. to cut you off, but before we finish it, I figure we should talk about it. We're, we're the only ones here paying attention to the beer. <laughs> I know, I know. It's bad. No, I'm going to keep them in check. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. So, on, all right, what do you think? Smooth, easy drinking, um, enjoyable. Um, I, I prefer the, the German variety over this, though. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. This, this goes down easy, and um, it, it's very sessionable. Yeah, extremely. They've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, what my backup was going to be Poland. You know, we talked about that earlier, so I did a little research on them uh, yesterday. They're the third largest distributor of beer in Europe. So behind the U.K. and Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the scary part is that U.K. and Poland together make less beer than <laughs> Germany <laughs> does. Yeah. <laughs> Not surprising. Definitely well, not. England is pretty small, even though it's dense. But... uh yeah, I mean, the funny thing is you also have, you know, Poland's been parts of Ukraine and under the communist sphere. Like, its its borders have changed so much. Right. Right. So technically, a lot of times, in modern times, it doesn't matter. But the border of what is now Poland 
has been nowhere near what it is now, depending on what time of the you know past you're talking about. Right. Perry giving us a little history lesson. I like I'm it. About it. <laughs> yeah, and this beer is definitely nice. Like coming off the farmhouse. It's a nice. Yeah. Goes down. Like goes it down a lot smoother. The sweetness of the last beer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it just so happened to work out perfectly. Are we ready to move on to our final contender? I think we are. I hope it's cold enough. I, I popped it in the fridge a little late. All right, no problem. Bethany is here repping one of the other major favorites, but I'll let her get into that, and she's got some funky stuff for us today. Oh, so wow. uh, tell us cool. tell us what you got here and who you're repping. Well, okay, so I'm wearing... I'm sort of the underachiever of the day because I don't know <laughs> anything about my beer or anything about soccer. Um, but I am wearing my Barca jersey because I, um, when I when I was in high school, I went to Spain and France for a couple of weeks and there happened to be a Barcelona game while we were in Barcelona. Awesome. I don't think I went to it. Oh. <laughs> but I did buy a jersey. So cool. um <laughs> so and I remember it very clearly because it was um Barcelona versus Milan and there was rioting afterwards. Wow. And I can't remember I believe if that. it was rioting because Barcelona won or rioting because they lost, but there was rioting. Could have been either or yeah, really. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. I went to UConn and that's what it was like there. It was like, well, Shout if out we to Queens. Win, <laughs> if we win there will be a riot because we won, and if <laughs> if we lose, there will be a riot because we lost. There's pretty much always Race a riot, yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to Spanish football. Yeah, so I mean, I was like, mm, I was a freshman in high school at the time. Wow. And I'd never been to Europe before, and here we are, and they're you know we're walking around Barcelona like, wow, look, we're in Europe, we're so cool. <laughs> and they're like, watch out though, there might be riots tonight. And we were very impressed, but also scared. So yeah, <laughs> damn sure. So that's the story of my jersey, even though. I don't really know anything. I about respect it. that you came with a soccer jersey, though. I Thanks. definitely yeah. do. That's but no, no, I, I definitely respect that you that you rocked out with the soccer jersey. So now, tell us where you got these beers from, and tell us a little bit about them. Okay, um, so these, uh, I I took the challenge of finding Brazilian beers. Um, I basically just did it because it would be a challenge, and nice. I was in Vermont for the weekend, which is where I'm from, um, and there's a a bevy right where right by right down the street from my the apartment that I just left and they tend to have an absolutely amazing beer selection. So I figured I'd stop in there and see if they had any sort of, you know, surprising beer. And lo and behold they had a whole section of Brazilian beer. Wow. <laughs> and I was serendipitous. Both impressed and not surprised. Because <laughs> they're awesome. So um, yeah. Shout out. Yeah, shout out to the Bevy and Winooski. Um, yeah. It, so, Winooski. Yeah, I also tried for Argentinian beer there. They didn't have any, but still, hey, they did have a Brazilian whole section beer. of Brazilian beer. That's so lucky. not too I mean, shabby. Wouldn't Argentinian beer technically cost one billion whatever right now? Isn't it super extra hyperinflated? I think so. Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> they saw the price and they went, oh, we didn't translate. That actually is three bucks. <laughs> and I was thinking, I really, I, I looked up this brewery. It's called Way Beer from Brazil. I looked it up, and I can't find anything on it that's not in Portuguese, which oh, made me think I really should have tried harder to find an Argentinian beer because I could have understood that website, but Portuguese is not my thing. So, 
Um, yeah, so it's way beer. I got a tropical goza and um, one called Against the Cacao, which is cool. nice. made apparently with orange and chocolate. So I am excited to try <laughs> yeah, yeah, beers that, that I've never beer. tried before. Yeah. So this is awesome. Thanks for coming through with that. BTBT goons representing. Oh yeah. And uh, while we while we pour that around, at least I can give you guys a little bit of background in Brazil, possibly the greatest footballing nation of all time. World Cup winners in 58, 62, 70, 94, 2002. Only country ever to win back-to-back World Cups. They were actually at one point in sixth place in the South American qualifying. Then they fired their coach, Dunga, who's actually a Brazilian legend in himself, a defensive legend anyway. Uh, they replaced him, and once they replaced him, they went freaking on fire. They were unbeaten after the change. They finished 10 points clear, and they are kind of – they're, Brazil is interesting because they're like they're a balance between South South American flair and like European tactical brilliance, and they're just one of the most dangerous teams. and And they are kind of overdue for a World Cup, but I hope it doesn't happen this year. But yeah, lots of tremendous amount of great players. I oh, mean, I you could, know, the, up the and down the list. Yeah, forever. I mean, it's too many good ones. Coutinho, Firmino. Uh, Neymar. It's, the yeah. list goes on. It goes on and on and on. I mean, Marcelo. I mean, there's so many guys there. So um, it's really a team to watch out for, for sure. Definitely. I think. I think Brazil. I think Brazil is one of the favorites. I think Brazil is the top favorite, and then I think it's either Germany or France uh, as far as the betting I, odds. I would definitely say France. Uh, I mean, that's where my money is. Not that I Ooh, want it to happen. Smell that. Smell that. Look at that. It's a little smokiness in there, right? This is oh, yeah. totally up my fucking. Yeah, hell yeah! <laughs> I said so with conviction. Too, yeah. I like it. Woo. Wow, it's nicely carbonated too. It's definitely carbonated. Fizzy, um, like a soda. Yes, it's it's like a, it is a little bit. It's a soda esque quality to this. Yeah. This is really nice. Hmm. Yeah, it's um, it says on the can, but unfortunately in Portuguese, <laughs> what is in it? Do we have magical Google technology? Uh, yeah, right. Yes, we do. Good point. I did. It it was on beer advocate, so they have some info on it. But um, looks like maybe pineapple, mm, peaches, or oranges. I'm gonna go with orange on that one. Passion fruit, or if we're looking at the can, could be a passion fruit. He thought it might be a kiwi. We can go with both. Might be a pomegranate. I was thinking all of the above. Yeah, it's a fruity beer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, Oh, and it says. Manga, which I'm guessing might be mango. Mango. But that might be what those like, oranges are. Like, yeah. It's either that or Japanese anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping it's the second one. I, <laughs> I wonder what that tastes like. Oh, I, I should have... <laughs> uh, I should have taken a picture of the label at the bevy. because it... passion fruit and hits. That's yeah, hits. passion fruit. I could definitely tell. Yeah. Maybe it's... This is tasty. This is nice. I like this a lot. Good job. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to Brazil. Cheers to Brazil indeed. And we still have another. We have one more. And and finally, something with alcohol in it. You got a (laughs) 6.2% one coming up. How much alcohol was in this one? Uh, 3.8. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, lightweights today, huh? How do you say it? Is it goose or goza? Goza. Goza. Greatest name for goza we ever heard. First episode. Once you goza black. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Shout out to the first episode. Yeah, yeah man. definitely been drinking a couple of goes of beers lately, and they're nice. They're very Th- nice. There's a lot going I mean, on in them. Yeah, it's very lighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very lighter, obviously, but I still was, I'm really impressed by this go. This is a really good goza. Definitely. Um, very tasty. Yeah, good for the summer, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We've so we've had a lot of summer beers today. Yeah, and now we're doing the. But that's European drinking. European drinking is about drinking all day. We should have done this in your little beach lot that you had next door. Instead <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of the tiki chair or something. <laughs> well, so Perry just discovered that there's actually a little blurb on here in English. Uh, <laughs> if I'd been paying attention. That maybe tricky English. Google works so hard to fail. Uh, <laughs> it was a nice try, Google. Good try, Google. We we know you do your best. <laughs> It says, there's no way of thinking about Brazil without remembering our beaches, the nature, and the tropical climate. With this inspiration, we've developed Tropical Goza, which carries in its recipe a mix of fruits produced locally. Pineapple, passion fruit, mango, and acerola. Nice. Don't know about the acerola. Google it. I've never yeah. heard of that <laughs> Google it. Acerola. Well, it's the acerola. Same, it's the same in Portuguese and English. <laughs> All right. So. Um, really? Might not exist. That's the word of the day. Acerola. What do you have? And I'll have some of that acerola. All right. Um, so let's let's now move on. So to that the, was impressive. That was very impressive. That's actually one of the I'm, one of the best I'm things I tasted today. I'll oh, stop it. Go for it, Distributed Perry. I see you. I see you. He's he's eye he's eye fucking the hell out of the can. There's really more. Oh god. Oh wow. Pretty cool can. It's a big. It's a big can. Oh yeah yeah yeah. We'll definitely get some social media with this bad boy. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely the best uh, can art, or just art in general. I think of the day because. Go ahead. Yeah, the rest. Yeah yeah. Top me off, buddy. Just like that. That was. The Pope looking guy looks like he's yeah. gonna mess you up. Yeah. So. Do you well, know anything about Saint Bernardus or however you say that? I, I, it's a great Belgian beer. I've yeah, never seen yeah. it in a freaking can yeah, before. I've only seen it in bottles. Only well, in I was bottles. actually talking about the man himself. Uh, oh I no! I to know that this is like the only thing I know about it. But he is famous because he in, he um, saved an entire village from the plague by telling them to drink beer instead of water. Bibe cerveciam non aquam. Wow. wow. Really? Yeah. There what was a, a wise I man. To, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I totally misinterpreted that. But, um. Well, that no, and great. you were, you're a wise man. There you go. Hey, yo. Hi, yo. Good but save. That was <laughs> Yeah. So I do. I save it. And in post, it's going to sound seamless. But, um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> No, I mean that's that's pretty fascinating. And honestly, at, at certain points in throughout history over the world, beer was safer to drink than water. In, yeah. In many many for a long long time in many different places. Was it in uh, in Belgium? Sorry. I was gonna Go say it's naturally. Um, lost the word, but it's it. Uh, Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it's naturally. Uh, oh my gosh, sanitized. Yeah. Nice. Right. Yeah. 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 So when we did the show at the Monk, um, we talked about table beer. Yes. And that's what they served in the schools for a while because it was safer to drink than the water Yeah, and anything else that they were offering. No learning got done. No, not at all. <laughs> These guys were partying in like that's the third great. grade. There you go. <laughs> and, and they say times are rough back then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how they learn all the languages. They always have a permanent buzz, and they're just ready to figure those words out. <laughs> it's like, you know, drink your fucking beer before you go to bed. Make sure, Timmy, you know. <laughs> there you go. Thank, Thank you. Damn, this one looks nice. 
It does indeed. I'm excited. And th- this will be our final beer. So this no, was no, a no, 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 it won't. Final beer on air. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a little bit of, you know, this is our World Cup preview show. And uh, as I pour this, just to kind of go through it, uh, I had Germany. Pete had Mexico. Mike really wants Egypt, but for the sake <laughs> of the show, had Belgium. Perry had Poland. And Bethany has Brazil. Uh, interesting to see where all those teams land when we do a uh, round of 16 uh, World Cup show a share, but that's that's another story for another day. For now, we're tasting our final beer here. This is the darkest beer of the evening. Definitely. You can smell oh, yeah. the chocolate right off the top. Oh, yeah. You definitely smell chocolate and the I orange. I smell the orange. Yeah, I smell only orange. yeah, the orange is heavy. Mm. Makes me think of Christmas. Those like chocolate covered oranges you get. Wow. Or even just the hmm. the really thin you know dark chocolate bars with the, with the, orange. Yes. With the orange inside. Yeah. yeah. I got one of those when I was in Spain. There you go. Wow. Well, I feel like we've been on we've been on like a, a journey today on this podcast. All over the world, man. Yeah, man. Definitely. My mouth feels like at least. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she said. I had to. I'm sorry. I was thinking it too. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> cheers to that. Guys, cheers. <laughs> Just cheers. Cheers all around, man. Yeah, cheers all around. Good job. Yeah. Good beer. And to the World Cup. And to yeah. the World Cup 2018, kicking off yeah. June 14th. Cheers. Cheers. Salute.